0: Good morning, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Rebel News Daily Live Stream. I'm your host today, Sheila Gunn and I'm also joined by my co host based in Calgary, Adam Sos. Adam, how's it going?
1: It is going wonderful. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Uh, it was kind of an exciting weekend in the yeah. freedom world. Um, a lot of things happening in Ottawa as the Bikers Rolling Thunder convoy protests demonstration unfolded. Um, we had a rebel team of sort of three units of roving reporters on the scene to bring you the other side of the story. Because as you know, the mainstream media, even if they were there, they wouldn't report it accurately anyway. Um, But before we get to that, we'll get sort of the nuts and bolts of everything out of the way because there's a lot to talk about. And I feel like Adam and I are going to have a lot to say about this. So as you know, this is the Rebel News daily live stream. We are currently streaming on YouTube. However, there will come a time that Perhaps, maybe, we may have to cut the YouTube feed. So if you're watching us over on YouTube, please be aware of that fact because YouTube is a censorship platform, not a free speech platform, and there are certain things that we can't talk about there, and one of those is election integrity, and the other big one is questioning the advice of a public health officer. So I think we all know what that means. So if you have to cut the feed, the good news is you can join us on one of the other platforms that we are also simultaneously streaming on. So that's Getter. But if you want to interact with us, might I suggest you join us on Rumble, Odyssey, or Super You. And not only can you interact with us on those platforms, you can interact with each other and you can support the work that we do. So on Rumble, you can leave us a Rumble rant. That's their paid chat. And if you send us one of those, we'll read it on air on odyssey it's called a hyper chat. there's a couple different ways to do that one is using their library cryptocurrency and one of those is using regular old-fashioned money and lastly is super you and you can leave us a super you shout that's their form of paid chat and it allows you to support the work that we do completely willingly um and have your say and if you've got a story idea a comment a question put it in one of those paid chats and we'll do our best to address it on air i think i got everything there I think so. so. That
1: sounded right. That sounded familiar.
0: Sorry, uh, if my Skype feed is breaking up a little bit, um, I suppose you get what you pay for. Uh, (laughs) And I'm using a free account, but secondarily, you know, it's Bill Gates software. So, eh. Mm. Um, but, anyways, we alluded to the fact that uh, we would talk about the convoy bikers protest, the Rolling Thunder protest. And if you had paid attention to the mainstream media, if you had gotten all your news from the mainstream media and you were watching the press conferences of the evil authoritarian Steve Bell, the interim police chief in Ottawa, or Jim Watson, or for that matter, the Liberals, you would think that this, all the Hells Angels, not only in North America, but across the world were rolling into Ottawa. And because of this, they needed to basically mobilize the entire Ottawa Police Service, plus 800 additional RCMP officers, and that doesn't even take into account the likely several hundred other police from OPP and other municipalities all across Ontario. They wanted to get in there and, um, I don't know, as the RCMP musical ride says, uh, put their jackboots on the ground so that yeah. the protesters can hear it. Um, and what we saw was just... A mass arrest, huge police force, huge police presence against again. Look, largely peaceful protesters, overwhelmingly peaceful. Look at this; it's like a street festival, and they have to treat it like an active shooter event. Apparently,
1: yeah. You juxtapose this with there was protests in Montreal, there's property being vandalized, destroyed. Um, oh, May were, Day, right? Yeah they were progressive. So that's completely allowed and that's fine. And that doesn't warrant any sort of action. The other sort of wild thing here is everyone kind of concurs that the Emergencies Act was entirely unwarranted. So they're like, okay, no Emergencies Act, but we're still going to practically implement martial law, lock down the streets, violate your rights in every way, shape or form. Um, Justin Trudeau is so Uh, audacious that he doesn't even think he needs to bring forward this emergencies act in order to do these things. And the fact that these police uh, chiefs and these officers continue to go along with it. Listen, here's, here's some pretty sage advice. If you have a case of the sniffles as a police officer, it would be absolutely irresponsible of you to go into work. Um, These officers are choosing to do this. Um, The, the, there's no, well, I was just doing my job when you're going down and, and harassing and bullying these peaceful protesters like look at that it's ridiculous and with all the rhetoric we've heard around uh, de-escalation and training all that these cops have been doing whether it's in calgary whether it's in ottawa is escalating and then when we do see actual crimes being committed by say people throwing eggs at the protesters or shoving the protesters or any of these other things or vandalism at churches we're going to talk about all of this the cops say i don't know uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not really here for that. I'm here to oppress uh, uh, freedom of speech, oppress uh, the right to protest, all of that. Um, it, it's absolutely jarring to see that that this is what policing has become in Canada. And for folks out there who are like, oh, well, those people, you people, you protesters, you extremists, you think you don't have freedom. Hey, sorry to break it to you, uh, privileged Canadians who maybe haven't lived through this, but the people who are most concerned about this, the people who are sounding the cautionary bell are the people who have been in countries where the communists took over and everything went to hell. And they've seen this firsthand and they're now bringing their experience to Canada. They came here for freedom and they're saying, Hey, this is what we saw before everything went really bad. We should be standing up against this. And you're calling them kooks and you're calling them conspiracy theorists. Well, they're pretty darn accurate. And they also have they have, they have life, lived experience that they're drawing from saying, this is not good. And if you don't see what these police are doing as concerning and reminiscent of some Republic, uh, Banana Republic police state, you're just not paying attention.
0: Yeah. I mean, in all this for a few hundred uh, bikers, um, and I would say a few thousand, maybe up to eight or 9,000 of their supporters taking to the streets. But do you think you would have seen this sort of police presence during Black Lives Matter when we know that Black Lives Matter is a violent movement? Entire neighborhoods were burned. Riots. People died um, during Black Lives Matter protests, demonstrations, riots, call it whatever you want. But that didn't happen in the original convoy to Ottawa. It hasn't happened in any of the Freedom March protests that happened in cities and towns all across the country and have been occurring for two years. This has been a largely peaceful protest. The violence seems to be against them and often at the hands of the police. But the show of force for the police, it it looks as though they were trying to instigate violence. And kudos to the protesters for keeping their cool, for not giving the police, the city of Ottawa, the Liberals, and the mainstream media, the violence that they've been saber-rattling for. Look at this. One lady, she's smaller than me, and I'm not a big woman. She's like a little tiny waif. Um, the woman is two-dimensional. And look how many cops are dealing with her. And I think yeah. they shove her at one point from behind. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, we've seen all this content, like people being, sh- the one lady, she was, I don't know if it was her or someone else's, one lady shoved from behind. She turns around assuming some jerk shoved her, which yeah, she yeah. was right uh, and goes, Hey, what are you doing? Is like, uh, like a a get away from me sort of mechanism and they're 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 going what wanted woman major criminal this is the serious offense there's this other tweet too. ottawa police twitter is the most ridiculous farcical thing i've ever seen like they literally were saying like uh, vehicles were (laughs) occupying a parking lot like as yeah. though it's like a movement the, that was
0: their major crime that was their major crime yeah. i noticed that yeah. too they're like vehicles attempted to occupy a space of yeah. parking lot at such and such an address to- towing major towing operation in action i'm like people tried to park in a yeah. parking lot Parking lot. and again you're treating this like an active shooter event um uh, Alexa, who was on the scene, she reported uh, back to us sort of on Saturday morning after seeing what was unfolding on Friday night, that they were, even though they had closed the streets, they were sort of allowing the convoy trucks that came in support of the bikers and people in their personal vehicles into certain parts of the city and then closing the road behind them and then towing them. So they were kettling them, catching them and then towing them away, as opposed to just letting them move through. They were creating infractions, creating crimes so that they could tow people's vehicles.
1: That's, there seems to be a pattern of that. I think there was an incident in the United States. People were somehow let into a supposedly secured building, and afterwards right. there was a bunch of enforcement. I can't remember what it was. I might be, I might be remembering things wrong. Uh, and it, the wild thing with this is just how, like— there's no exceptions like you even look at devlin gannon who was arrested here in in calgary at that protest literally like a cop tripped over someone some 12 year old kid not related to him at all and they're saying look aggravated assault like the cops are just wrong over and over and over again they're saying there's guns there's no guns they're saying we never pointed guns at people. They're pointing guns at people. They're shooting tear gas canisters at our reporters. Um, Like, it's absolutely wild. And it's... it's, Look at this. This is crazy.
0: They've surrounded a bumper pole, or sorry, a fifth wheel on a semi. Look at all these cops. Are there no other crimes in Ontario right now? Put these cops on the border.
1: And look at the people standing around. They're literally, like, texting and looking the other way. Like, they're filming or, like, chatting. Like, it's, it's there's no... This isn't like one of those Antifa events where they're getting in the cops' faces and there's a lineup, so they're calling for reinforcements. Like, this is utter ineptitude. And, like, not, not only on an infringing on our fundamental rights sort of way and a police state sort of way, but literally just the ineptitude for this moronic police chief to be spending this kind of money on nothing burger. Like, it, it's literally peaceful demonstrations. I saw all these shots. It was like, it's the same thing when we were, we were down reporting in Milk River. Coots, everyone is just friendly. Are, people say that they feel safe with their kids being there. There's bouncy houses and people are cooking for each other. Everything is, like, so peaceful. And then you have the military and these SWAT teams lined up. Like, for example, when we were down in Milk River... They, when they went through issuing those tickets, they had like a SWAT team marching through the streets. They could have gone around handing out tickets. Yeah. But that, that's not what they did. They have these massive SWAT presences. They have these massive... It's the same thing with Pastor Arthur Pavlowski across this. They always have like a SWAT team show up and, and some trucker or a family is like, can I help you?
0: Yeah. 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 I, I mean, you look at... Compare this police operation here to the treatment of the Canadian border. We can't send 800 RCMP officers to secure the Canadian border. We've got two cops down there saying, "Uh, turn around, turn around, don't come in. Okay, get in here, you big lugs. Give me your luggage. That's the experience if you illegally cross into Canada. We can't even for some reason put up a temporary fence down there, but we can fortify the Ottawa downtown with a thousand extra cops because peaceful protesters are coming to their nation's capital to protest the federal government. Where the hell else are you supposed to protest the federal government except where the federal government is seated? And if the mayor of Ottawa and the police chief of Ottawa don't like the idea that this stuff is happening in their city, I'm sorry, but this is what you get when this is the nation's capital. Maybe we should move the nation's capital somewhere else. Send it to Red Deer. They'd be fine with this Yeah, Red
1: Deer. (laughs) <laughs> Red deer. I like that. That has a good <laughs> ring to it. You know, it's it's how far we've fallen as a country um, and how many people have been saying that this is the trajectory we're heading on. It's really, really jarring. Like this is this is the stuff of nightmares. This is the stuff of novels and it's happening in real life right before us. And I want to take a look at some of this absolutely ridiculous content. Um, some of it's serious some of it kind of ridiculous but some of the sort of counter protesting that we're seeing um that is driven by this malice that's been created by justin trudeau that's been created by this mayor by this police chief um people throwing eggs out their windows at protesters we yeah do, let's I think do there's that po- yeah let's go to that and this is shocking while we pull that up this is assault there's police yeah. watching this assault they're doing nothing and they're going around and harassing families
0: they've been threatening that they were going to do this i think at least until or at least since thursday they were sort of organizing this unwelcoming party and they were threatening to throw eggs at the bikers and the supporters you throw an egg at a moving vehicle especially a motorcycle you could seriously injure somebody you could cause them to lose control of the bike and then what happens they wipe out a few more bikes maybe they die no big deal because nobody did a damn thing to stop any of this they're whipping eggs at people after and these people i would say have been radicalized by the rhetoric of the Ottawa police, the rhetoric of the liberals who are saying that um, you know the Ottawa citizens were terrorized and that these people were violent and they were saying that they found guns in the convoy in Ottawa, all yeah. of that was wrong. All of it was absolutely wrong. But when you barf that misinformation which is what it is into the media and then the media repeats it uncritically because they aren't actually there on the scene you radicalize people to commit acts of assault and with all those cops standing around you think anybody was arrested for throwing an egg i highly doubt it
1: well and this is the thing these cops have clearly been instructed not to enforce the law They've been instructed to limit freedom of protest. That is self-evident. We see assaults, and it's amazing to see just how direct this malice is towards generally non-criminal, peaceful protesters. If you are, say, a member of an indigenous community who commits an axe attack on a, a work site, no emergencies yeah. act. We're not really going to investigate follow-up. Yeah. If you're an immigrant coming into the country, I won't say em- like an illegal immigrant sneaking into the country. God bless yeah. immigrants who come the right way. But if you're breaking the law, sneaking into the country, you get all of the love in the world. If you're Antifa, you're looting and burning. The cops aren't going to stop you. You want to steal from stores, that's absolutely fine as well. If you're egging people in Ottawa, if you're egging peaceful protesters, which is also an actual crime, we're not going to enforce that either. But if you if you honk a little bit too loud, well, then uh, we're going to freeze your bank accounts
0: that's uh what is it audio assault um i saw i saw somebody called the honking that that it was like literally physically assaulting their ears post-traumatic honking anyways we've got some we've got uh, a clip of the eggs being thrown from marie oaks Like. There she is. Yeah, you can see right there.
1: Yeah, there's some more, too. And you know the wild thing while we watch this is, like, if, if these protesters were to go and intervene or enact any sort of self-defense mechanism against the people chucking eggs at them or if they were to go to the police which we've seen repeatedly go to the police saying that person assaulted me they threw three eggs at me i want to press charges the cops wouldn't do it but if they went over and personally talked to them the cops would get in their face and shove them and media would film saying confrontational protesters
2: sorry are they egging from up
1: there
2: are they throwing stuff from up there yeah some jerk off was throwing eggs apparently they're egging all right, well, we know where they are. They're above the Afghani Cabal
0: stress So they know exactly where it happened. They're throwing eggs, and the police yeah. haven't done anything. And they know. No. They know they're going to get away with it. And you know what? Good on the protesters for not retaliating. Because the second yeah. you retaliate, you're the guy getting hauled away in handcuffs.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't know if I have it in me. If somebody hits me with an egg and I know who they are, it's going to be tough for me not to... Uh, you know, I,
1: I'm. And and, sometimes and I get not, a little Old white, Testament. <laughs> not to white knight here, but if you hit me with an egg, I might shrug it off. If you hit a woman I'm with or a child, um yeah. I'm going to be paying you a visit. Like it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. And there's cops watching this. Like these cops. Yeah. There's 800 cops watching this, doing absolutely 800 nothing. 800 extra it's,
0: RCMP, yeah. just RCMP. Yeah. yeah.
1: Just watching, you know the wild thing too is well. I know when we're done, not to just keep harping on Milk River, but the amount of cops that they have to bring in because local cops will not do this or they won't be. The the police know that local cops won't be trusted in their own neighborhoods again, so they bring in external cops. Yeah. When I was talking to some of the cops down in Milk River, I was asking them what the tickets were for, and they didn't know the rules because it's a different jurisdiction. So they literally had like peace officers issuing tickets because they know the rules and the cops didn't know the laws at all. This is where you have cops saying, oh, well, that's illegal. That's not illegal. We don't know what is, what isn't. We don't have jurisdiction here. Uh, so, but when it comes to trampling people and beating people up, the jurisdiction becomes pretty uh, sweeping. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the other non-enforcement we saw, particularly with what we saw at churches. But first I want to look at this, the footage of your trigly Wiccan. And then the pig, the pig footage um, from Ephron, the squealing oh. pigs. I don't know which one do you want to jump to the, first?
0: Okay, let's do the uh, squealy dog toys. This Was is a, the level yeah, they're of discourse. Pigs, though, aren't they? Yeah, they're little squeaky pigs. Yeah, yeah. So this is the level of discourse. If you ask these people why they're there, this is what you're going to get. And I want to simply point out, and I'm not saying they're being racist, but I am saying if conservatives did this to a journalist of color then they would be accused of racism. Up and down, they'd be cancelled. They'd never be able to work. They'd never, like, you would have CBC knocking on your door saying, why are you being racist towards this journalist of colour? And the reason I'm saying this is not that it matters to us, but Efron, who is our head of video and a great journalist, the pride of Hamilton, he also sits Mm -hmm. on our board of directors. And he was out there uh, interviewing these people, Efron is a visible minority, a man of color, as they say, or a person of color. You can't say man of color. A POC, as they say. And these a bipedal white... bipedal of color. Yeah. And these white liberal do-gooders are honking dog toys in his face. Now, if you were a conservative or a pro-freedom protester doing that to a CBC journalist of color, they would be saying look at these conservatives insinuating that this person of color is a dog, but yeah. because it's Efron and Efron works for rebel news, he may as well be just a white supremacist apparently. Yeah. And I saw, I think it was a Toronto star journalist saying, ah, yeah. ha, 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 ha!" this is sort of what they deserve. In one of the more
1: creative things I've seen.
0: It's literally the dumbest thing I saw that day. And I got up pretty early yeah. until Trigley Wiccan came along. Yeah. Um, They would, like, the people responding saying this is how they deserve to get treated, those are the ones that every time somebody sends a mean tweet to Rosie Barton or says fake news to a CBC journalist as they walk by, they want to report that as a hate crime. But it's okay to treat our beloved Efron this way. This will not stand.
1: Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Uh, I titled this performance piece, progressive discourse 2022 um yeah. it, it's something to see let if we if we've got the clip ready let's just roll it because
2: what exactly does the pigs represent there I love that,
1: <laughs> Do you feel like it's still justified to prevent unvaccinated people from flying on federal uh, flights right now?
0: They're
1: committed. I'll give them no that. They're committed to their. In the world, there's no other government preventing unvaccinated people from flying. <laughs> it's only candidates preventing the unvaccinated from flying in the country. No other country is doing that. We <laughs> Do promote it. It's so, so r- repulsive. <laughs>
0: And he's asking good questions. How is he doing this? this awesome. yeah. You know, it's... you can tell. You can tell their politics by their masks right away. Yeah. Like you know what you're dealing with. You don't even have to read their mm. signs. But he's literally asking legitimate questions, and instead yeah. they're treating him like garbage. And this is something we deal with every day as rebel journalists. We laugh at it. We th- yeah. because the people who do it to us are worthy of our mockery. But if this happened to a CBC journalist, holy oh, moly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, intolerable Twitter experience for 18 hours. And
1: it's just how stoic Efron. That's what I was laughing at there. <laughs> stoic <laughs> Ephron. Like it's the most ridiculous. Thing. Here's here's another angle of this. Like he's being so visible calm, minority. Them an opportunity. We see this so often. We'll go out, like Antifa will be at an event and they're they're arguing with people. So we're like, hey, what are, what's your thing here what what do you argue what do you counter protesting and they, st- they attack you or we go to a event where that's maybe a little more progressive in nature and then we'll talk to people and say so what what exactly is your point here what do you and the amount of time people just go on personal sort of ad hominem attacks is wild. But this this is this is pretty much par for the course um, in this day and age. That's what you get: screaming, swearing, allegations that you're racist, even if you're a minority. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's, there's no discourse left. And I, for one, I, there, there's no one really that I won't talk to and have a conversation with. No, particularly. I mean, unless it's they're literally spouting hate speech or inciting crimes. But uh, I, I'll have conversations with people, even if I fundamentally am opposed to them, because, hey, that's part of the job. You ask questions, you investigate, you share perspectives, you tell the other side of the story. That's what journalism once was. I was having a conversation with someone recently, and they said, well, what are you going to do if the, uh, If the conservatives get back in federally as though we're not journalists and we just have a one-sided drive, like no one has held Jason Kenney to account in Alberta more than us. The same way we hold the NDP to account, whether it's the federals or the conservatives in federally, we're going to do journalism. Unlike the CBC and the bought off and paid for media that have one agenda and that's all they do. And then they just go to puff pieces when their guys are in and they skirt away from the actual issues. We're journalists. So we ask real questions like Efron was trying to do there
0: yeah i mean and some of the most ridiculous criticism leveled at efron like somebody said well that's what he should get because he looks like he's going he's dressed like he's going duck hunting he's a one-man show out on the streets of ottawa i look at him and i'm like okay perfect he's got a hat perfect check uh comfortable clothes check because you're working alone he's carrying his equipment Sorry, but our journalists are not well-kept CBC journalists that go out to do 30 seconds worth of work, and they've got a satellite truck, a chase producer, a guy who holds a piece of tinfoil to make sure that you have good lighting, a cameraman, an audio guy, and then somebody else because the... I don't know. I think the union makes you have like an eight man crew. I'm not sure how yeah. all of that works. But like, literally, there's a guy whose job it is to just reflect the sun at your face. Sorry, you know, we are, run a tight ship. Our journalists work really hard. And that's your criticism. He deserves a, do- a dog toys honked in his face because he's not wearing a suit and tie like David Menzies. Give me a break. Yeah.
1: Well, the, and the, these, these mainstream media outlets, if they show up at all, which for Folks out there who haven't been following the conservative party leadership, uh, leadership reports.ca, we're almost, we're very often, other than the biggest events, the only people there covering it. But we also go to these events. And if it's an eight hour event, we're there for eight hours. We see yep. the mainstream media show up for three minutes and get their one clip and leave, or they get the one clip that they want to make someone look bad. I literally saw at a Leslie Lewis, Dr. Leslie Lewis event, um, CTV show up halfway through, sit there not filming someone asked a tough question about covid they filmed that to try and get her on something and they left immediately they got their one clip and they went we're there all day sometimes we go from one story to another i've had 18 yeah. hour days you can't wear a suit during that you've got gear in your pockets <laughs> battery packs all that stuff yeah it's real journalism sorry to break it to you guys but uh, i think efron looked great there though very stylish he could be on the cover of the bauer magazine no problem whatsoever <laughs>
0: I love that look at jacket. that
1: backwards yeah. hat. Nice, looks great. Ephron looks good, yeah. buddy. Is Efron watching? You're looking good, man.
0: Styling great work out there. I want to know where you got And left let's go. Let's
1: go jacket. to someone who's not looking quite so good now.
0: Oh, Trigly Wiccan. Okay, so everybody mm-hmm. remembers Trigly Puff, the triggered um, lady. I don't know,
1: lady. So. Maybe. Let's not yeah. assume. Well, the bipedal. Assume. I'm just going to call them bipedal.
0: Triggered person. Who like freaked out and was like screaming and she went down in history as Trigly Puff. Mm-hmm. She did look like Trigly. Um, while well, we met the Triggly Wiccan over the weekend, or David Menzies yeah. did. Um, and I did explicitly tell everybody, please don't wander in too closely into groups of counter protesters because they are violent um and they are emboldened and they are radicalized and the police are not gonna help you. Actually, the police are likely to hurt you, as we learned yeah. with uh Alexa at the last convoy protest. But David saw somebody who looked peaceful and sort of set aside away from everybody else. And so he went up to get her there. I don't know. I'm struggling viewpoint on uh, the Rolling Thunder protest. So let's meet the Trigley Wiccan.
2: If if you're going to protest something as nebulous as freedom, then you can't encroach on others. I'm not sure I understand. Is nebulous as freedom? uh The concept of a nebulous freedom. They don't have a specific title of the specific reason for being here. They're all over the place and all they're doing is suppressing Ottawa residents, Ottawa businesses. We are being harassed and held hostage for their Supposed encroachments on freedom. What does a single fucking white man have to say to anybody about a bodily autonomy freedom? Abraham, I didn't say anything about race. You said a white man. Single white man, sure, race. Okay, so I mean, what does race have to do with it? When I look at people that are gathering here today, it's right across the uh, multi-diverse spectrum. No more comments. Oh, okay then. Well, by the way, when it says Convoy go home, uh, didn't the convoy go home in February? They called it a convoy. It's a convoy. You
1: mean the um, this
2: gathering here is that a convoy? Please go away. Okay. No more comments. No more comments. It just seems. No more comments. No more comments. You can't No more comments. No more comments. Have I triggered No more comments. No more comments. Comments. It's like interviewing a No, more comments. Soda doesn't come no more comments. No more comments. She just No more comments. It's... No more comments. It's like a No more comments. No more comments. And you think No more comments. Somebody is going No to more comments. A cor- Walk away. No more comments. Back away. No
1: more comments. He's approaching him.
2: No more comments. Why do I have
1: I mean, I, I don't want to jeer at someone who might be going through something, um, but she's actively, like, she's actively- David wa- Menzies
0: is the one going through something there. <laughs> he
1: t- he turns away and, like, just tries to say something and sort of leave, and she approaches him and, and, and encroaches on him and is screaming no more comments, which is, like, a comment in and of itself. I, I don't understand the the sort of- thought process going on there. But it's pretty coherent and cohesive with what we've seen out of Ottawa police, counter-protesters, broadly speaking. Um, But it, it reveals on a very sort of fundamental level the underlying agenda behind this, and that's hating white males, Buying into yeah. this progressive agenda, what does that have to do with anything whatsoever? But that's immediately what she goes back to is well, there are some white males amidst these protesters. um, most of these protesters are pretty clear; they're calling for an end to mandates. Now they may want varying degrees of end to mandates, but generally they're pretty cohesive in their in their messaging as to what they're asking for um so yeah i don't I don't know what what she came out with the sign she's engaging in the public square she's promoting these conversations. Um, And then the second someone's like, well, what do you mean? Why are you talking, Dave? Why are you talking about white? What does race have to do with it? We see that triggering. Uh.
0: Yeah. Uh, When I first saw this, I thought, you know, this reminds me of the time where my little like robot vacuum ate a ball of yarn and like slowly ate it. And then it just sort of like went like this for a while. It sort of malfunctioned and it was all bunged up and crazy. And then we had to euthanize it. Um, This is what sort of reminds me of that robot malfunctioning versus this person. And it happened the second David Menzies pointed out to her that she had no idea who was in that protest. That she had never for a second stopped to consider that it wasn't a bunch of old, white, privileged men that it's a bunch of blue collar people largely from yeah. every single demographic the second he suggested that he said why are you making this about race i've been over there and it's people from everywhere then she realizes oh dang uh, it, it's like this she just got smacked in the face with reality and she couldn't yeah. cope right after that. Now she's never gonna change her mind. She's never gonna believe her lying eyes. She will walk over there and see women, men, people from every socioeconomic background, but it's not gonna change her mind because she's unable to change her mind. Um, Go ahead.
1: It is it is you're dead on so you just pointed out something so right there it, it is this communist style brainwashing very often if you deal people with people from eastern europe um they they may have things that were ingrained into them in their childhood and their education like we're seeing with the government federally right now and you they can actually confront those realities and realize they're wrong but then they like there's like a reset because they've literally been brainwashed it takes a great deal of active effort to shake those communist tendencies, those predispositions. It, it takes active work to get rid of that. And that that's that moment. You can see it, whether, whether it's pro-life apologetics or economics debates or whatever, you see these yep. things where someone asks questions to people and you can see literally the point, there was a video, real pro-life video with Ben Shapiro very recently where, there, no, no, yeah. it was Abby, Abby, Abby Johnson, I think. Uh, but you can literally yeah, see Abby the Johnson, person yeah. realizing they're wrong right in the question period and they literally just uh, uh, no more comment, no more comment, no more comment. You're dead on with that. It's exactly that moment.
0: It's the moment where they make the realization and a normal person will say, huh, wow, yeah. maybe I should, for example, uh, I was reading the New York times expose on Tucker Carlson, which actually just made me like him more. Um, and you know, his, where he rethought his position on the first Iraq war and uh, neoconservatism. And, and, you know, they pointed it out as like, oh, look at him. He was a hypocrite about war then, but look at him. He's anti-war now. But he points to the reason why he changed his mind and why he came about that way. Normal people are open to changing their mind when other information and viewpoints present themselves to you. These people are not. These people are— like those people in a cult who, yeah. when the cult leader predicts the doomsday comet is going to come and pick you up and take you away and it never does, the normal people or the least the pseudo-normal people who are there leave the cult. But people like yeah. this that we just saw there, Trigley Wiccan, they stay behind and eventually they drink the Kool-Aid, it wearing yeah. a matching tracksuit and Nikes that they don't make anymore because a cult wore them to die in. Mm. That's how you end up so radicalized that you're doing stupid stuff like that. It's because you are not willing when new information presents itself to change their mind, and it's very dangerous. And That's the left on. preys and, on know,
1: these people. But, and it's sad how with the massively funded state media, the prime minister, how far sensible people have gone down this path. I'm actually yeah. going to be speaking now about COVID-19 and health measures, but I'm going to be speaking in favor of the medical health professionals. So I think we're okay on the mainstream front. Um, yeah. I actually have, I have colleagues and friends um, who, while the health officials have changed their position over time, and they're now saying, "Oh well, that information we had on vaccine efficacy or whatever it is, um, it's actually now this is the information, and this is what the mainstream uh, sort of health uh, uh, officers, whatever it may be, chief health, medical health officers, varies province to province." Um, so. I have friends who are no longer in line with the health officials who have come over a little bit more towards probably where you and I might stand on some of these issues. But the, the point I'm making here is um, we were debating this stuff. And I'm saying this isn't even what you're not saying what Dina Hinshaw says. You're not agreeing with the mainstream health narrative. And then I, these people who are calling me anti-science said, I don't care what you show me. I don't care any documentation or government papers that you show me i'm not changing my mind on this so if if healthcare officials are saying oh they made an assumption earlier they actually have more accurate information now this is accurate and all the science seems to suggest that the new position is accurate and you're not willing to embrace that you you have bought into the cult entirely more than public health officials well
0: and there's an extra layer of just the cult-like behavior in all of this and that it is these people like what you're seeing here outside of very few independent outlets in canada there are more in the united states which is great for the united states because they have the first amendment that protects these sorts of things but in canada there are very few places where you can get information that is not government subsidized or filtered through the government. And so that thing that cults do, where they isolate you and cut you off from other, from like your baseline of normal, that's happening on a grand scale for some of these yeah. people, because they can't, they're not getting access to the other information, because it's all filtered through the government so you're only getting the the information the government wants you to have unless you actively go seeking it out but when you're in the throes of brainwashing like this poor woman she'll never get there so that no. that thing that cults do where they they control the information you get That's happening to an entire population at this point, and it's only going to get worse with Justin Trudeau's censorship. So we're going to have a lot of people radicalized like this poor woman here who I, I am making fun of her a little bit, but I also have a lot of empathy because... I think she has probably tendencies to this sort of behavior, but she has been radicalized and it's been made a lot worse by the people who claim that they're tolerating, uh, you know, they're tolerant people and they're compassionate people. They did this to her and she does not look like a happy individual.
1: No, it's, it's absolutely just to see the the lack of discourse. Like, discourse, dialogue matters so much. Um, and, and we're seeing an active effort by this government. It's not only cults, but it's also totalitarian governments that seek to uh, destroy any divergent opinion. Big Brother will take care of you. You don't need alternative opinions. You can say something that is so evidently factual, or like pointing at a crowd and saying, well, that's not a bunch of old white men. That's an extremely diverse group of people. Or yeah. point at a statistic from accredited organization and say well what do you make of this statistic and it, it's it glazes over it is like that communist brainwashing where they're like no that doesn't jive with me to the point of the cult thing i think lots of people um whether it be virtue signaling or medical things which we'll skirt away from um they think that that they've replaced religion yes with this it's their new yes. religion and so whether they participated in uh, an immunization program or they tweeted the right thing that in their mind is their contribution to society because most of these people frankly uh, probably don't do a lot of volunteer work or charitable work statistically speaking we know that uh, progressives do less than in the united states anyways there's research um but they this is sort of their their identity they formed it around this and when you're forming your identity around justin trudeau's politics instead of I don't know, a couple thousand-year-old tradition that's held the test of time, you're going to encounter some problems. But never fear. Um, I do want to talk about some of the vandalism that we saw, but I do want to get into this really quickly. Never fear. These cult members of the Justin Trudeau cult, they didn't have to worry, because clearly Justin Trudeau was in Ottawa and he was taking the Rolling Thunder convoy on Head first, addressing these issues, unifying us, and setting the story straight sunny ways all the way. Um, I didn't pay attention on the weekend. I'm assuming that's what happened, right, Sheila?
0: Yeah, no, no. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He did exactly what he did the last time when there's a convoy of uh, anti-Trudeau protesters rolling in. You know, Justin Trudeau was like, ah, nothing going on in the Capitol this weekend. I'm going to head to the lake. Well, same old thing. Uh, I said he pulled the third world dictator move. Um, when things get a little hectic in the capital, when the peasants start to rise up, what does your third world dictator do? Oh, he jets off somewhere else. And so Justin Trudeau, same thing, rolling thunder, headed for the capital. Where does Justin Trudeau go? I don't know. But he took off. He was not there. He left for the weekend. He took a personal day because absolutely nothing to deal with in the capital. Don't, no. this guy, what a piece of work
1: it's it's something else it is absolutely something else last time he suddenly came down with COVID symptoms which people didn't necessarily believe but maybe maybe sure this time he's like i'm not going to bother declaring an emergencies act i'm not even going to pretend i have COVID. everyone we're going to send the cops in like they're my personal military and security detail and i'm going to go jet off somewhere and do whatever the heck i feel like because i am not a prime minister i'm a dictator (laughs) um yeah yeah pretty wild, pretty unbelievable to see. Um, I I did want to talk about, and this ties into both Trudeau and the protest. Um, We saw, just as Trudeau's tweeting about how they're fighting against Islamophobia and all this other stuff, we can pull up the tweet. All this stuff, which is good, anti-Semitism, whatever it is. That's all great. Let's fight against that. I think we're all opposed to that pretty clearly. Racism is bad. Don't don't advocate for it. Um, We just saw dozens, 57, I think, churches either scorched, vandalized, the most overt Christian persecution uh, that we have seen very likely in the history of Canada. Um, Honestly, basically unparalleled other than in literal complete communist countries where the government goes around doing this. But Justin Trudeau doesn't mention Christian churches while he's overseeing the greatest persecution of Christians in Canada in a great long while. No comment about the Christian churches, the arsons. There was graffiti at churches during the Rolling Thunder, calling them fascists, saying fascism. I remember when there was graffiti at a mosque, which, again, terrible. I'm very much opposed to that. Don't do it, Justin Trudeau visited. There was a whole... It was an incident. Every media outlet was there. Here over the weekend, Dave shared that there was cops about 400 meters away from this church that they yeah. that they spray-painted No Haven for fascists, fascists, all that stuff. Um, they weren't willing to come over and deal with it. They're just yeah. not interested. Justin Trudeau, if that was a mosque, would be visiting and saying, look he'd at He'd be these... there already. Yeah, he'd be he'd there, there already. already. Yeah. He, yeah. He'd it's... be there
0: already. This is... You can draw a direct line from this from Steve Bell, this from Jim Watson, this from Justin Trudeau, this from the liberals demonizing them. Somebody felt justified to go and vandalize a church. Call churchgoers fascists. You know what? This is was my tweet. If you're someone who thinks vandalizing a church is a good idea, you're probably the fascist you think you're fighting. Yeah. This is an yeah. absolute disgrace. Justin Trudeau would be having a press conference there and weeping if this were a yeah. mosque. But because this yeah. happened to Christians, Christians who are politically opposed to him, uh, this is fine. No, no harm, no foul, I guess. Yeah.
1: You know, it's, I, I don't know what, to, I mean, I guess, I guess it's right there in the scripture, but it's, it's just open season on Christians right now. Uh, you can burn down churches that Justin Trudeau will say it's understandable. Um, you can see mass vandalisms, burnings. And it, the thing is, is the the fact that there hasn't been overt criticism is sort of a tacit endorsement of this sort of thing happening. Um, Justin Trudeau, well, of course, later on sort of said, well, this is bad and we shouldn't be doing this. But I mean, literally, like you said, there'd be a parade um, and a, a new campaign and new legislation passed, but literally while this is happening, while we've seen historical churches destroyed vandalism, it dozens in our city, in my city alone, Justin Trudeau, yeah. when he's talking about religious discrimination in this country and discrimination in this country, overtly and intentionally excludes Christians. Yeah. Not to you know, mention, ju- sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say not to mention the pastor arrests, the solitary and targeted arrests and persecution of only pastors across this country. When every faith group was shunning, uh, disregarding, scofflawing these restrictions, Uh, literally we only saw across Canada selective enforcement. Now, this is part of the sort of zeitgeist, the spirit of the age of certain groups we can't criticize other groups we can go after, but don't tell me under anyone other than Justin Trudeau, the degree of uh, overt malice against Christians would have been so high. He has generated this climate
0: 100%. You know, I uh, I was driving past St. Josephat Cathedral in Edmonton, the other day, and I I very rarely go into the city unless it's for work or just rugby, but then it's like straight in and straight out. So when I am going downtown for work to the courthouse or whatever, if I'm driving past St. Joseph, that's the Ukrainian Catholic Church Cathedral, they have this big huge statue of uh, Pope John Paul II right outside, and that was the statue that was vandalized. And whenever I drive past, um, I always just like pull the car over, run across the street, just quickly touch the statue, say a quick prayer and get going, right? And uh, I can't do that anymore, because they have security fencing around the church now. And that's because that statue was vandalized. Uh, And I would say that uh, St. John Paul II was probably the most apologetic and most um, open-minded towards Indigenous peoples, not just in Canada, but around the world. it, and a lot of that stems, I think, from the fact that his mom was a, an Eastern Rite Catholic. And so he saw the importance of, you know, the the church reflecting the culture of the people who are practicing it. Um, but that the church was vandalized. And now because of that, people like me, um, I don't go to that that specific church, but I've always taken the, a minute just to run past it. Can't do that anymore because of the vandalism, the spate, the plague of vandalisms happening uh in Christian churches all across the country. And this is what Christians have to deal with. And nobody seems to care. Justin Trudeau said he can understand why it happened.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, I I think what, what we have to do and what needs to be done. And when you do see people coming over, it's often through personal stories. Um, You can present the clear cut facts that charter rights have been violated. That's a very sort of abstract notion. Um, But once you make it personal, I was having a conversation with someone and basically the entire conversation was you people, you're kooks, you're crazy. Um, And then it was, well, what, what about people? who literally can't leave or travel in their own country right now, several years later, we don't need to get into it too much. I know we're on the line, but what about those people? What about me? Let's say, what about people yeah. who literally cannot fly across the country right now? What about people yeah. who can't get out back East? They have a the family back East. They're in Alberta for work. There's a funeral, someone's sick. They can't fly home in the supposedly free country of Canada where these people would say the mandates are over. What on earth are you protesting about? Uh, What about Christians who are afraid to go into places of worship? What about the Vietnamese church in Calgary that was a burnt to a crisp. I mean, part of the building was destroyed. I think they managed to repair it. But these are people who escaped a regime in Vietnam that was burning down churches to come here. They weren't even here, and there was no church established in this country during the residential school programs. This is an entirely new congregation. Their church burnt, unusable. They lost their space. They left oppression. They left government overreach. They left communism behind, there you see the building, Uh, quite a bit of work needed to be done. These people fled from that and nobody seems to care. Furthermore, I mean, let's, let's talk about our own indigenous communities here. We see yeah. all of this virtue signaling and rhetoric about Justin Trudeau being the guy for indigenous communities. And there's people in this freaking country who still don't have clean drinking water. The kids yeah. can't have a bath more than once a week because it's acidic. And we're sitting here virtue signaling about absolutely nothing. Let's yeah. We need to and- cut it with the virtue signaling. We need to cut it with the negative elements of social media and start focusing on the actual implications for people's lives someone yeah, should be able to world? fly across their own country <laughs> someone should be able to have a bath without their skin burning um let's deal with that stuff instead of worrying about like wiccan said uh white males protesting and gender whatever i don't care let's focus on personal stories let's focus on real people and and the way we do that is by ensuring people's freedoms ensuring people's rights if we got the heck out of the way for indigenous communities they would have clean drinking water if we yep. didn't have active in government involvement. If we didn't have Justin Trudeau controlling state media, we would have been over this other nonsense very quickly as well because the facts would have been out there. We need to get government out of our lives and we need to take control of them again.
0: You know, Trigley Wicken's head would have just rolled right off her shoulders if someone had pointed out to her that it is not privileged white men who are disproportionately harmed by these vaccine mandates. It is... Uh, indigenous people and people of color, who are the least vaccinated demographic in this country and the most resistant to forced vaccination programs, and I can see why that would be. Um, yeah. And so, when she says it's oh, it's just privileged old white men who don't who don't like these mandates, with six million Canadians not able to travel, what is that? One in six. Canadians, one in six of your fellow Canadians are treated like terrorists according to the airlines and the train companies, the heavily subsidized train companies. And I don't think the airlines are particularly responsible for this, but they sure haven't been saying much to defend the rights of their former uh, customers, by the way. Um, But one in six Canadians cannot travel inside their own country any real distance. That's not privileged white men. That vaccine mandate disproportionately hits Indigenous people and people of colour. And she is cheering for it because she doesn't like, I don't know, trucks, bikes, toxic masculinity, I guess.
1: You know know who the really privileged people are? They're the people who are taking a uh, vacation day and jet setting away um, from Ottawa because they don't want to face realities. Um, the 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 largely white, not that this matters, and I don't want to get into it. But very often, privileged downtown residing liberal elite progressives who are counter protesting. Uh, those are the privileged people, generally speaking, that they so decry and hate. You see this. You can whether it's a march for life event or whether it's these protests. Um, if we're going to talk about demographics there's no uh, clear-cut demographic amidst the protesters they come from an array of backgrounds very often you'll immediately clue in on a polish accent or someone says that they're from nigeria or someone escaped vietnam whatever it may be there's an extremely wide array of stories there um, not so much amidst the counter protesters there's a bit of a uh, demographic congruence if uh, you catch my meaning
0: especially the march for life you and i've been to the march for life together before we worked together um and it's overwhelmingly young and overwhelmingly minority at the march for life it's female the march for life is very female when they say oh it's old white men trying to control our bodies no the march for life is very female very young very minority um, and it's the privileged, you know, liberal career student busybodies who say, oh, what about the poor women who can't afford to have these babies, as though being poor should be some kind of death sentence. They're the ones who are, are you know, exhibiting their privilege to, you know, tell these um, minority young people, often who are from lower socioeconomic demographics, what they should think, and the government yeah. should think what's best for them.
1: We've um, got five minutes left. We promised to yeah, talk wait. about leadership. Should do you have something we will, else, or should and, we get into
0: that? Yeah, no, we've got something else. We've got Olivia's got the clip of Justin Trudeau justifying the vaccine mandates.
1: Oh yeah, let's do that. If the NDP Liberals won't follow the province's lead and give unvaccinated Canadians their rights back, maybe they will follow our international partners. We know that the Prime Minister values his oh, play image on the MP. world stage more than anything else, as his travels and selfies prove, but our international partners are bewildered as to why the Canadian government is so reluctant to let life return to normal for all Canadians. Switzerland and Greece are removing all travel-related restrictions next week, and virtually no other country requires it for domestic travel for their citizens. So why won't this government follow the science.
0: Yeah, yeah. The Honourable yeah. Prime Minister, to the Minister of Health and the
1: Minister you of Thank you, Madam Speaker, and I thank my honourable colleague for giving me the opportunity to highlight a recent study indicating that, unfortunately, the unvaccinated continue to disproportionately risk the safety of those vaccinated against COVID-19, and highlight the fact that in the last week. Almost 12,000 Canadians have received their first dose, 30,000 Canadians have received their second, 89,000 have received their third, and over 220,000 have received their fourth dose. Madam Speaker, this pandemic is not over. We all want it to be, but we must continue to follow the science. We must continue to support our neighbours. We must continue to to fight for kids to ensure that young people under six do not get COVID-19 as they have been the biggest uh, numbers in the last couple of days. Thank you. Oh, go paddle a canoe it's Gross. it's yeah yeah it's it's th- this is the thing it's,
0: unvaccinated it's, without even knowing why they're unvaccinated they he has no yep. idea why people choose to be unvaccinated whether they can or can't get a vaccine mm. he doesn't know or care but he knows they're the bad guy
1: yeah and no matter what what facts are presented by hey the whole rest of the world everyone has dropped these restrictions but adam vancouver did uh, knows better. I'm. I'm glad I get to hang out with uh, Thurn Flurry Olympians and not Adam Vancouver and Olympians. Uh, but yeah. uh, it, unreal uh, that this. Th- they aren't even jiving with the mainstream science anymore. It, it's 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 ridiculous. Like we've said week after week, our, our prophecies come true. Um, but these people, they are that crowd that says, "Well, no matter what you show me, I'm not going to change my mind on this." Um, be wild to see um, that. Uh, hopefully people start to wake up to this absurdity and realize what is going on um it seems that all the governments around the world are starting to but apparently not ours um, this is Justin Trudeau's favorite thing in the world. He likes having the power to exclude people. He likes having the power to not have to declare emergencies act and send armies in to enforce. Um, it, it, this all boils down to Justin Trudeau um, and his his megalomaniac mentality. And I love the fact that people who criticize Trump for his ego uh, love Justin Trudeau. Like, if you're in that camp, you've completely... Checked out from reality altogether because, uh, you know, very um, Trump was very much a humble brother Andre compared to Justin Trudeau. Oh, it's yeah. ridiculous, unreal.
0: Tell, again, um, tell me this isn't a cult with its yeah. rituals, its chants, its code of conduct that you have to uh, adhere to, and yeah. uh, the Messiah that's right in the mm-hmm. center of it all. Tell me it's not a cult. Uh, we should quickly touch on the conservative party leadership. Things are happening and uh, things are, you know, some old problems are resurfacing and I'll let you get to that and then we'll get to a few chats because we have just a, oh, more than a few that just rolled in. So um, if you want to get to that and then I'll uh, let you up the chats.
1: So we basically uh there were the there for those who don't know April 29th was the deadline to raise the it was $300,000 but now they've added taxes and there's some other fees so I think it it winds up being $365,000 that they had to pay um so a number of these candidates were pre-approved. So they'd gone through an interview with the leadership committee and they were approved. The next step for folks is to become verified. So those sort of mainstream candidates, I believe it's at six now that are verified and have gone through everything. Um, we, we know their names given the timeline. I'm not going to go through all of them. Um, but other candidates who are actually approved or in the approval process and successfully raised their funds reportedly um, have now not been verified, and they're having a hard time hearing back, um, we want to make sure we get the facts straight, because it could be the payment wasn't filed, or there was an issue, or they found some sort of problem in the fundraising practices. Um, We don't want to report something until we have the facts lined up. But it does seem that uh, uh, two of the sort of uh, fringe, but maybe more uh, interesting people who were gaining some momentum, uh, Joe Letian, as well as Joseph Bourgo. Um, have not been verified. Now, there hasn't been, I don't think there's been an official statement addressing it or saying what's happened, but we know for sure Joseph Bourgo had an event saying that they'd paid and they got all their signatures and they'd already been approved by the party. Um, So we're very much going to reach out to the Conservative Party of Canada we don't want this old Erin O'Toole style top-down, we don't talk to the media, we moderate the entire thing, we choose who gets to be here. Um, There is no doubt a sort of standard procedure for approval. You can't espouse very radical views and be a leadership candidate, but most of these folks already sort of cleared that hurdle. Um, And now for other reasons, apparently they're being excluded. So we are going to be investigating that. I think for each of the candidates excluded, we're likely going to have a journalist taking that on. I'll be looking into the Joseph Borgo stuff. Um, So for people out there wondering what's happening, uh, we are on it, but this is very sort of breaking stuff. The announcements coming today, yesterday. um, So, but we will have much more on that this week.
0: You know, God help these conservatives in the party who continue to replicate the problems of old, it would seem. We don't know quite all the details yet. But, you know, even if you allege that these uh, candidates who are apparently, based on the information that we have right now, meeting the party's benchmarks, as tricky and as complicated as sometimes they can be, if they're meeting those and yet still you're denying them, you know what is the, if they are as fringe as they the party wants to have you believe they are let them run and let them lose yeah. and put that to bed but what's the point in blocking a candidate and then you know then it's just controversy for for what for nothing yeah. let them run let them lose if that's what you yeah. think
1: yeah and again in the interest of uh, responsible journalism it could be there was, oh, yeah. we found out Who there knows? was questionable fundraising or there was something here or there. He's a murderer. We don't know what this what? is. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, but given what we've seen, whether it be Jason Kenney being investigated for uh, so some of the leadership stuff there or some of the legacy of the Conservative Party of Canada, excluding media, unwillingness to answer questions, that largely, I have to say, We've had exclusives with most of these candidates, those who haven't, I, I've spoken to most of them personally at this point now, um, those who haven't been able to sit down for an exclusive. It was in the interest of time and they've committed to speaking in the future. Um, or under was Candace Patrick Bergen, Brown. Yeah, Patrick <laughs> Brown skirting it. But it seems that there is a new shift under Candace Burgeon, under the conservatives now, where they're not just running away from questions, they're not shying away from issues. Um, they're realizing they can't just be Justin Trudeau light um because who would want to be that um and they actually have to be accountable politicians like once existed um in the harper and pre-harper era to some extent anyways um so that there seems to be a positive shift there and it would be such a shame for them to ruin it by excluding someone just because they're like oh well I don't his opinions on I don't know whatever Who's it may it? be are a little whatever. bit a little bit off um so it remains to be seen but we'll be covering that certainly um, but yeah, lots of content this week. Keep your eyes closed at leadershipreports.ca. Um, we've got uh, exclusives coming up with Roman Babber. Um, I think we had folks at a bunch of events at the meet and greet events. Cat uh, yeah. and Nat were there. So yeah, we got we got people all over bringing you the latest. Very often other outlets aren't there. So make sure you're checking in at leadershipreports.ca regularly.
0: Yeah, we had Cat and Nat out there. You were at at one, uh, Andrew was at one, so that, again, that's all leadershipreports.ca. And uh, if people wanna see our coverage of the convoy, um, including this most recent one, the Rolling Thunder uh, bikers in Ottawa, they can see that all at convoyreports.ca, and you can support our coverage there because we did deploy uh, three teams, four if you count Efron working by himself, um, all the way to Ottawa. Oh, then some. So yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess we actually had four teams of the broader Rebel team working on the streets of Ottawa to bring you the other side of the story. So that's at convoyreports.ca. Okay, let's say, and another way to support the work that we do is by sending us a paid chat. Let's read yeah. some of those now. We've got. I know those are rare moments of like TV talking head from me. Uh, Annalisa, 1964. She's a David Menzies super fan. He's in the bloodstream with Annalisa, like an AstraZeneca clot. Okay, I probably just got kicked off of YouTube, (laughs) anyways. uh, Although that's a problem that Health Canada said arose, so I'm not just making things up. Okay, so that's twenty dollars from Annalisa finding a quiet day at, finally a quiet day at work i've missed all of you i just wanted to say all the shows last week rocked and please tell sweet menzies it's okay to be cheap i like a frugal man lol <laughs> he wants money back for lost lottery tickets so if he plays somebody else's numbers and they win he gets to like keep the bulk of the earnings and then divvy it up but if the numbers lose he wants a full compensation from the person whose numbers he played. What kind of madman is he? It's like you can't even make no him comment. understand no why comment. he's wrong. No comment. <laughs> Look, I have a very cheap husband too, so I I really feel for Lady Menzies on this because um we call my husband uh, Rusty, not only because he has red hair, but because his wallet, like, literally squeaks when you open it. It's, like, rusted shut. So <laughs> um, I get where what Lady Menzies has to deal with there.
1: Uh, you should give that go... wallet to the Trudeau government. They could use a little squeaking when <laughs> okay. their wallet opens. wonder where those billions um, are going.
0: It's unbearably cheap, but it's good because, you know, when you li- we work in a boom and bust industry, it's good to have yeah. somebody who worries about things like that. So uh, Fraser... McBurney gives us five bucks. My report from my protest on Sunday. He's in Hamilton. Standing alone in the rain, I held up my sign supporting the truckers and bikers in Ottawa. Only two passing cars honked their horns. That's what you get in a commie city like Hamilton. Or maybe there's a ban on honking there. You don't know.
1: Yeah. They were honking I don't in know. their hearts, Fraser. Honking yeah. in their hearts. Maybe
0: they're scared. Uh, I think Edmonton still has its ban on honking. I'll have to look into that. Uh,
1: Calgary doesn't because of our successful filing which we'll have more okay. on this week protestlawsuit.com oh.
0: protestlawsuit.com uh rebel gets results so the next yeah. one is from my friend mike from freedom honey um, yeah. he's a veteran he works to protect children from uh alleged sexual offenders who recidivist bail who like offend while they're on bail, he and his lovely fiance work very hard on that sort of stuff. And he's he's a veteran, so he's done his time serving the country too. So Mike, who uh, we have a problem with super use, so we can't even see how much Mike gave us, but thank you, buddy. Uh, He says, the government is now pushing for farmers to get off ammonia fertilizer for an all-natural solution. Are you folks ready for uh, food shortages and for extra expensive food because there's a reason organic groceries are so much more expensive than normal groceries um, and it's because they use different kind of fertilizer and different kinds of pesticide not to say that they don't use pesticides or fertilizer that's a common myth they use different kinds which are you know less effective as a farmer who firmly believes in crop science they are less effective and so the yields are less and that helps make those groceries cost a lot more. And so you want farmers to get off ammonia fertilizer, well, then get ready because your grocery bill is going to go through the roof. Um, And I saw some liberal musing the other day about, oh, yeah, this is a great way to have farmers make a transition. Do you think we like paying extra for inputs? We're price takers, not price makers. So if we could save on the input side, we make more money when we're selling into a market on a price that we don't get to set that we have to take. So this idea that farmers are just like, oh yeah, like running around just sprinkling ammonia fertilizer in the air because we just like to waste money. That's insane. Um, But yeah, if the liberals want us to get off ammonia fertilizer, I'm sorry, grocery buyers, you're in for a wild ride.
1: Well, and there, the like, this is the government get out. Like, sure, Let's have some go. regulation, minimal, whatever, <laughs> make sure society's functioning. But there's options for people out there who want all organic, and there's benefits for that, sure. Um, it's there. There's people who do that because there's a demand for it, um, but it's not everybody. And some people need affordable food because they can't necessarily afford that because our taxes are too high because you're making us transit. We can't afford the organic food because you're making us transition through ridiculous policies like this away from ammonia, fertilizer. Anyways, vicious cycle, never ending. Arborous. I know, I know. Yeah.
0: Well, and a lot of like the ammonia used in fertilizer is it's waste product from other, uh, other uh, practices. And so it, it's, what are we going to do with that now? Like, wh- what are you going to do with that now? You're just going to, I yeah. don't know. I don't, I don't know. The, the Chinese they, will
1: they, use it as fertilizer. Yeah,
0: That's the Chinese will use it, it as fertilizer. Or we'll send <laughs> it to sell the United States. And then sell us cheaper fruits. <laughs> yeah, we'll send it to the United States so they can use it on their produce. And then we can truck it yeah. back up to Canada. Yeah, um, for the environment. Wonderful. For the, and yeah, and then they're like, look, I saved the environment with my avocado toast not realizing where avocados come from or how they're grown. Let's keep going. Uh, We've got shall not means shall not gives us $7. Trudeau has to go, LCM, leaderless Christian militia careful there friend uh january 777 five bucks check out lieutenant stephen rogers online twitter and other platforms interesting stuff if you're a freedom fighter joyful from the heart gives us a buck Sheila and adam a week before easter food basic had two flyers one for ramadan and one with the general one general with the word easter embedded on the price labels last week they only had one flyer celebrating aid why well because easter's over <laughs> it'd last longer i guess I, w- I probably wouldn't read too much sinister into that i mean it's it's shameless marketing right yeah. um although you know like i would like it if the easter they actually did easter things that reflected the full easter season but that's well, just me um
1: all the shelves was- just barren of meats during <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah get the meat off the shelves please <laughs> just My glass of water meme. Follow me for more Lent recipes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Five bucks from Fraser. I hope you can read this on YouTube. Canadian patriots wake up. The police forces across Canada are not on your side. Note that they wear black uniforms. They use bully tactics on peaceful Canadians. They side with the radical left. Will you ever vote liberal or NDP again? I'm not sure a lot of liberal voters watch us anyway. I mean, they hate watch us and that's fine. Probably doing research like I know what I forget is it media matters that they have a team of people who literally just watch what Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson say every single day probably I I bet there's people out there like that for us
1: oh for sure sure. there's people like literally there's concerted efforts on certain tweets the same people respond to all tweets um yeah people will it'll be six of the same message from different people to a tweet yeah. that's saying the same thing with the grammar slightly changed there's 100 yeah. teams that watch and we also know hi uh, hi to everyone in, in uh, office that justin trudeau jason Kenny, all you guys have people watching so hey everyone how's it going
0: i know you do i know you do <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep
0: uh five bucks from Fraser. He asks is it radical to want Roxham Road closed? Is it radical to want those illegal immigrants to be sent back to the USA or their own country? I don't even want them sent back. Like I want them to try coming in the front door. That's yeah. all I want. Like I, I don't think that's crazy. Just do it the right way. We have a well, pretty uh, luxurious a uh, treatment of actual refugees in this country and I'm not opposed to that. I'm pro actual refugee. I just don't like people coming in the back door. I don't.
1: Well, speaking of the back door, fair? we're seeing Justin Trudeau setting the example. He sneaks away from journalists and enters events through back doors all the time, definitely setting the precedent. But the thing for progressives out there, for the eight of you who are watching, um, when someone comes into the country illegally, what you very often see is the services start becoming consumed. So people who have been waiting years or are going through the process and are doing everything legally, they actually get bumped because they're addressing these illegal yeah. immigrants who are coming into the country so people who are following the rules doing everything right want to come in um they actually get bumped down because other people are crossing the border illegally um i think i think the mentality that closing Roxham and road is radical is is sad it's, it's the rational and self-evident thing that any sane canadian would want and should want so we're not likely to see it under the justin trudeau government.
0: well and justin trudeau is particularly uh, ridiculous on the, this issue because he quit prioritizing victims of religious persecution in the immigration queue as one of his first acts of business when he took control. What that did was it bumped Christians who had survived a genocide in the Nineveh Plain and Coptic Christians who at the time were being burned alive in their churches by the Muslim Brotherhood in Egypt. It basically made their journey to Canada impossible. Thankfully, uh, many countries in Eastern Europe stepped up to resettle many of them, and the churches there, as well as Australia, actually became one of those places where uh, Christian survivors of genocide could go. But it's Justin Trudeau believed in, he called it a fair and equitable, immigration queue then when everybody had to stand and wait in the same lineup sometimes christians waiting with their persecutors in the same lineup um as you'll see in the refugee camps on the nineveh plain however he's perfectly fine with leaving roxham road wide open for people to dump the immigration queue yeah anyway um pamela for freedom by the way that was my tucker carlson moment i was sort of I was kind of on the fence about refugee resettlement, but when I saw, uh, when I went to the Nineveh plane, it it sort of hardened me in one direction that I am very pro-refugee, but real refugees, um, not the kind that wander in the back yeah. door well, ahead the, of the, the ones people, you need to be, people, be here.
1: The people at Trigley Wicking called the straight, white, single males. I don't know how that matters, but um, I guarantee a bunch of them escaped Hell holes in order to seek freedom. And that's why they're out protesting. So yeah, people who, yeah. who lived under those regimes, they're going to be, uh, they're, they're massive contributors to society, obviously, but they're also pro-freedom because that's why they came here.
0: Yeah. And the last one, we're 17 minutes over now. Pamela for Freedom gives us 20 bucks. Love you guys. Even with tough topics, I have tears in my eyes. Uh, you still make me laugh, Sheila. As someone who's done a 180 from an NDP voter wow to a conservative minded person thank you wow good for us you know what we saved somebody adam good for us right out yes. here proselytizing the good word of conservatism know, you know right? and that's the thing when somebody says you know what maybe i maybe i do maybe i am anti mandate even though they bought in at the beginning they were scared they listened to the tv Mm-hmm. you can't hold that against them when they come around you know no. that's what ex- that's Funny what we're doing the here table,
1: as matt brevner says
0: yeah that's what we're doing yep. here <laughs> that's <laughs> what we talk about this stuff hopefully we can change a few minds and so yeah. when you come get on over here i leave that all in the past get over here you've you've you know you've come around to our way of thinking which is why we talk about these things which is why that new york times article was so ridiculous about tucker carlson because they talk about what he was like when he was younger and how he changed till now and it's like well i kind of hope that he grew and you know changed his mind about certain things or i know they've appropriated the
1: term but it's called progress yeah not your version but adult growth and development and yeah yeah
0: what do they call that evolving my opinions evolved yeah well when it happens great get on over here big guy you're one of us um or pamela big lady you're not a big lady, yeah. I'm sorry. You're probably very small. Um, anyways, that's the show for today. We're 18 minutes over. I'm starting to lose control of my mind. Um. We should uh, we should wrap up the show. Thank you to everybody in uh, studio in Toronto who put the show together and make, makes it happen. Thank you to our web team um, who makes sure that there are links and things that you can click so that you can watch us. That's actually quite a big job that they do every yes. day. Uh, Thank you to everybody who tuned in. Thank you to everybody who pitched in to keep the lights on here at Rebel News. We know there are lots of places that you could support with your hard-earned dollar, and we appreciate that you chose us. Adam, thanks for being my co-pilot, you and Jesus today. And as David Menzies always says, stay sane.
2: In Canada, everyone should feel safe and supported, no matter where you come from, what language you speak, the colour of your skin, or the way you pray. So, to help educate all Canadians on what it means to be a Muslim in Canada and support the Muslim community, we're going to be supporting you to tell your own stories in your own words. We're supporting the Muslims in Canada archive to help preserve and provide access to records about Muslim people and organizations in Canada. And we're proposing to launch a new fund to break down barriers for journalists and creators from racialized and religious minority backgrounds so they can share their experiences and perspectives.